Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. I still think this is probably one of my favorite shows on television. <laughs> I am just surprised they ended it with a giant dance number. I did yeah, not see that coming. I mean, you know, but I, I remember the Bollywood thing was like big a couple of years ago. Yeah. But I thought it was off trend like a lot. And you tell me that they haven't had unicorns before? No unicorns before. So this was definitely, I mean, I almost feel like they were setting up for another... Maybe a spinoff? Yeah. T- teenage Unicorns. <laughs> T- teenicorns. Set in Miami Beach. Uh, uh, this is Zompocalypse Now, folks. I am Tim. I- I'm Dustin. And we have just watched the season and series, series finale of Dustin's favorite show. Teen Wolf. And, uh, I, okay, I may have fibbed a little bit. There was no giant dance number. No unicorns from Miami Beach. But there was much that I did not know. And I'm like, what is this? And Justin's like, well, that's what this is. And I'm like, yeah. and this? They did and a this, ton of callbacks tonight, which was nice. Although I think that they missed, a, I mean, a really, really great opportunity to do an Allison Argent callback. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that maybe the actress who played her was not like, ah, I'm just not going to come back for one Well, I think scene. there's probably plenty of people they could have brought back that that either schedule reasons or just didn't want to. Um, I do have to say that to some degree I was a little disappointed with the build-up that we've had Uh because much of the promised big confrontations simply didn't happen. Okay, this this reminds me, this brings up up to the forefront of my brain three other genre... Uh, series finales that I think did a really, really good job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series finale. Okay. The Angel series finale. Okay. And the Orphan Black series finale. Okay. Uh, we don't. I don't know if we've ever really talked about Orphan Black on this show. No, we haven't. Um, but that was another one that I really liked, and I watched. I watched every episode, and I recorded it, and watched it, and all that stuff. So I loved Orphan Black. Mm-hmm. Um. And their, the way they did their finale was awesome. Mm-hmm, right. Because, like, the the threat of... Air quotes. Of, you know, Neolution or whatever was, you know, was controlling them was pretty much, n- like, neutralized in the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the whole hour was... Or, like, before the first commercial break, they had... They had Killed the head of Neolution and like escaped their clutches. Okay. And so like the la- the last part was like okay. This has been so like this fight has been so big in our lives and in the course of War from Black the show may have taken place over four years mm-hmm. but the series of events was only a couple of months. Right. And so, basically, the last episode of the show was the characters 
moving on with their lives. Mm -hmm. And now they've got this family. And what does that mean to be a family when you didn't have this family before? And, and for Sarah, like, you know, to, how does she go back to being a mother after, after all of this time and, you know, all this stuff. And so the questions that they answered were fundamental human questions. Right. And so it became satis satisfying in that way because you're seeing these characters, you realize that these characters... It's like, the, again, another great series finale, the Cheers series finale. Oh, okay, sure. Which was very much um, a, just a day in the life, another day mm -hmm. of what was going on at Cheers. And so you got the sense that life's going to go on for these people in a very real way mm -hmm. right? from that and from the Orphan Black finale. Um... I would have loved if they had done something. They did something very, something like that. Like, okay, so Scotty and his whole team is going to become superheroes. Right. Uh, <laughs> now we're, now we're, now, now we're, we're the X-Men. Now we're the X, yeah, we're superheroes now. Which, you know, okay, sure. Yeah, why not? Why not, Tim? There's no reason for this not to, I mean, I, on one hand, okay, the final minutes of the show are... I was okay with because it's kind of like and the adventure continues. Right. Right. It's the you know, we've we've resolved the story, but what's interesting is that the episode is built like a framing sequence. Mm -hmm. And so this the final minutes of the show uh could pick up what we see in the very beginning of the show, which is uh there's a you hear a voiceover of Scotty giving a voiceover and there's a kid mm -hmm. running and he's being hunted and um Scotty and, yeah. and, and, and Argent. Argent rescue him from the hunters mm -hmm. and then basically I'm, I'm guessing it's Scotty telling the story of how they defeated the Arby's monster and Gerard and all this stuff which is a terribly odd story to tell this kid at this particular moment right it's not the whole um, you know hey this is why you know he, he he saves a lot of information until the dramatic moments of the final minutes he's like you're not a monster you're a wearable this is a conversation that actually should have happened in the car well, you know, <laughs> I, I just have this feeling the kid knows, like, uh, he figured out he was a werewolf. I think he probably suspected at this point, yeah. So, okay, and then things like, okay, the fight against Gerard and his... <laughs> it's like they had an extra budget. <laughs> Here's the problem, okay. There's and so many people that are not in this episode that we saw. Could have been in this episode. Um, that... Uh, Deaton, the the vet, should right. have been in more than just one scene. He's, at the a, very yeah, he's end. in a scene which looks like it probably was shot um, way back when he was the episode he was yeah. actually in. Um, I think that they should have brought back the the actress who played Allison, whose name escapes me right now, for mm -hmm. a scene because that would have been that would have oh, that would have worked for me so much better than the forced. Love connection between Malia and Scotty. If if the memory or the the uh, the idea of Allison Argent was able to calm Scott enough to heal himself, yeah. would have worked so much better for me than the complete lack of chemistry that Tyler Hochin and what's her face, whose name I can't think of, um, have. I don't. I, I haven't got so much the sense that they have a lack of chemistry as much as 
There was nothing in the first half of the season to give you any idea. And the only reason that it... They, 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 needed, they needed Scotty to have a love interest. And they just Apparently. decided to cram this in for the last seven episodes. And I've complained about it every single episode. Yeah, so well. I really feel... <laughs> so, okay. So, then we flash back to the fight. And basically, Argent has has created a couple of boss battles. <laughs> He's got Parrish locked in El- Elchin House with some, some police deputies. He's got Scotty's dad locked at the police station with some more police deputies. He's got Jackson holed up in the armory with a guard, with some guards, and some other things. Other things. He's like, throw oh, the, the hospital. Like, right. There's some people in the hospital terrorizing poor Poor Liam and, and Mason and Corey. And... They've managed to apparently to evacuate the rest of the hospital yes. from all the other doctors and patients because this is supposed to be a killing field. Now, that said, these are the places where things are supposed to be right. traps and, for our heroes. Yes, and Argent even makes it sound like you'll be able to save some of them, but you won't be able to save all of them. And Scott goes to literally none of those places. Like, <laughs> he, he dispatches people... To save the people at the different places, they all succeed. With almost no effort whatsoever. With legitimately, like, Jackson rescued himself. And Jackson rescued himself because Jackson's guard was clearly in the wrong profession. (laughs) He may have had a long history of guarding in his family. There may have gone back generations. But he would be exactly the kind of guard... Who would walk up to the bars with the keys hanging off his right. belt and lean really, really close to the bars and say... Because the girls say, oh, my friend is sad. Yeah, and then immediately get his face smashed into the bar so they can take the keys. That's this guy's family tradition. Yes. He is part of this grand yes, tradition every, and every, he upheld it. Yes, every, every generation he has been the guard, his forefathers have been the guards that let somebody escape. And because that's the thing the thing that irritated me the most about this. Okay. So let's talk again about another successful series finale, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sure. A very similar situation. Everyone has been put in a situ they've been put mm-hmm. in a situation where there is battle on more than one front right. that Buffy cannot fight on her own. So mm-hmm. she dispatches people to do that. Mm-hmm. With Varying degrees of success. Anya is killed right. trying to protect people or save people. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. Uh, Xander. They all have a part to play. The parts are important and there are casualties and victories. There's a sense of risk that, quite frankly, nobody was actually at risk this episode. No. And things that should have gotten people blatantly dead... Didn't. Mm-hmm. We did not review. Um, we reviewed Alien Covenant yes. on this show. Uh, we did not review uh, the previous one. No, I don't even. I didn't, I didn't see Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah, we did not review that. But there is, of course, the infamous scene in Prometheus where they are running from the crashing spaceship, and it's a donut, uh-huh. and it's rolling. Right. And one character cer- runs yeah. to the side out of the way of the rolling thing, and the other one keeps right running straight, and so it rolls over her and kills her. Yeah. There are moments in this episode where characters behave as if they are running directly underneath 
the giant rolling donut spaceship, and they somehow <laughs> managed to survive. There's a part. Okay, so so Theo is dispatched to rescue Liam and Corey and Mason and Mom Melissa McCall, and the the kid who took the heel turn. The you know. Oh yeah, the kid who was beaten so badly that Dustin and I are looking at. Well, he's dead. Yeah, and he shows up. And he's got a little blood in his hairline. Yeah. And his pretty little face is, like, completely unmarked. Melissa just, like, wipes it off. And she's like, did your guys do this or my guys do this? And he's like, I don't think I've got any guys anymore. And she's like, well, I guess you're going to have to help me die hard in the hospital. (laughs) No, first she says, I'm not surprised, (laughs) you little weasel. Now you have to help me die hard in the hospital. (laughs) And so then they go running in. Okay, so Theo rescues Liam. And Corey and Mason rescue themselves because Corey can turn invisible. Right. And uh, and so then they all like meet up in this hallway, and there's the guy with the machine gun. There's, and the, sh- there's the terrible brunette teenage yeah. boy. And and so he's he turns around to shoot the machine gun at them, and Melissa McCall screams out, "Duck!" And everybody hits get the floor, down. except like... for Theo and and Liam, who run like are running away from the machine gun. As the machine gun is they firing, they lower like, their heads a couple inches, and it's like that's the opposite of duck. <laughs> and they get shot, by the way. And the only reason they survive is because they got their werewolf magic powers. Yeah. Oh, and then then the the real jerk kid does get hit with. Uh, with bullets, and he dies, and Theo takes okay. away his pain. Wait, but first he has the fight with Liam. Now, and, oh, yeah. uh, my understanding of these characters is that they are quite strongish. Yes, werewolves are very strong. And yet, um, this annoying teenager, whose only advantage he has over Liam is height, mm-hmm. uh, apparently is super strong himself, yeah. because they are actually struggling. And they get twisted around and when another guy shoots at them and, and manages to shoot the teenager, who, by the way, lives a lot longer than anyone who's ever been shot like that is mm-hmm. ever supposed to live. So maybe he's a supernatural creature himself. Who knows? He'll come back in the spinoff involving the unicorns. Yes. Yeah, he'll be out <laughs> living in Miami Beach. <laughs> Aren't you dead? Turns out I'm a were-unicorn. <laughs> Everybody's were-unicorn. So... So there was no risk, unlike the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Everybody lived. Yeah, everyone survived. So, so if we use Orphan Black as the emotional mm-hmm. heel, like that was like an emo, you know, to have an emotional um, barometer. Okay, I would say that Teen Wolf's series finale maybe poked a little bit at that mm. um but did not pierce that veil do you remember did you see the the farscape movie yeah that they wrapped up the series with where they all died at the end well or no or the one where they they move or the simba the kid like the baby was born the, and... yeah the baby was born but you remember in that uh after you know all these seasons in a, in a big battle scene, Dargo, uh-huh. one of the main characters of the show, yeah. dies, and he and he basically is the la- he tells them all to go ahead because he's yeah. he's, di- he's bleeding out and he's going to die defending all of them, right? And he basically makes a, a heroic last stand, and the bad guys win. The bad guys get what they want because John says John Crichton 
Uh, and again, folks, if you haven't seen Farscape, you should really watch that. That's very good. Uh, he basically says, "You want this thing? I'll give it to you." Yeah. And he shows them the nightmare of what you know they've all been after. And he's like, "There's a reason I didn't give it to you guys. It's because it's going to break the universe." But there's this sense of fear and dread, and legitimately, you've already seen a couple characters that you know die, and so there's a chance. I mean, you could see that show actually ending with spoiler alert for a movie that's ten years old. That you could Probably actually that. you could actually see you know John not waking up in yeah. that scene, and the, because the baby's been born, I mean you could actually have that next generation thing go on without him, yeah. right? So there's a sense of risk that they establish very quickly, and this just doesn't have right any sense of so fear. The Buffy barometer of give your characters risk, it does not even come close to that. Right. Now the other really great series finale that I want to bring up is the Angel series finale. Mm-hmm. The reason I want to bring up the Angel series finale is that in the the main villains are Wolfram and Hart. Right, yeah. The evil law firm. And there's one lawyer... But perhaps I've said it said things twice. <laughs> um, there's one one lawyer who's like been the bane of Angel's existence for the entire time. I can't remember mm-hmm. what his name is. It's like Jefferson or something. It's very like Thad. Right, yeah. Um, and... You know, so he he is also he set up this huge confrontation where him and Angel are going to have this great battle, and and um, who shows up at the great battle but the lounge green lounge singing demon, mm-hmm. and and the guy's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Angel sent me. Angel's busy with other things." And he just shoots him, <laughs> and as he's dying, he's like, "You're." This one was how this was supposed to happen. You were supposed to like I was supposed to fight Angel, and this was going to be our great end. And he's like, no, no, that's not that's not how it's going to be for you. And he's like, but no, I'm the bad guy. I'm supposed to fight Angel. And he's like, no, nope, not going to happen. Angel's fighting a dragon, and leaves, and the guy dies. Mm-hmm. There's very similar Gerard and Scotty never once meet right in this whole episode. Monroe, evil guidance counselor from hell, and Scotty never meet once in this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Gerard is taken out by his daughter Kate Hale, and I Kate actually, Argent. I actually did not mind that whole scene, yeah. except for the fact that it was another scene where we've had these build-ups. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I guess the confrontation we really wanted to have, apparently, that, that they thought we really wanted to have, was Scotty versus the Arby's monster? Yeah, Scotty, Scotty versus Male Medusa. You're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Don't Medusa. Say, damn it! <laughs> uh, I should never have said that. I, well, it's it my be, own fault. It can't be Mandusa because there's right. this great gay vampire show that was on Logo back in like the early 2000s called the uh, called the the. Um, the lair, uh-huh. and there was a whole season where the the main bad guy was a Mandusa. Okay, a, a gay Mandusa <laughs> who was gay for gay vampires. <laughs> okay. So good, sure, uh, such a good terrible but, show. And we'll get and we'll get to the big big fight scene between the two of them later. But for all of this this buildup of we're going to destroy because we have all these townspeople to come fight. There's like ten people with guns in this entire. Well, episode. I think Scotty does 
Because he says Gerard gave the guns, but there were a lot less people that were willing to use. But there were more than ten bad guys on Gerard's team. I mean, right. it's like suddenly all these all these places that they're supposed to you know die terribly as he splits up his team because you can only save some. Everywhere they go, it's like, hi, we're coming to get you out. Well, okay, all right. And then there's they leave. Guys, there's the two <laughs> what, guys here. What happened? What happened to the guards? Oh, we we beat them. Yeah, off camera. Yeah. Um, or they surrendered for reasons. Lydia didn't even, or Tim didn't get to see Lydia use her. I got to hear. I got to powers. hear a little bit of it. But my favorite scene of all of those, the one that actually, um, a, was the best of them, and had great moments, and b completely managed to still not work very well, was Stalinsky coming to rescue his deputy. Yeah. <laughs> that was good though. I the, like that because one. you have three. Okay, so. So you have these three uh, deputies who've got our uh, uh, deputy hellhound yeah. in his little icebox. Right. And they're like, do you think he's going to die in there? And Stolinsky walks in. Stolinsky, by the way, did we see Stolinsky break out of the out of the, share, the, the the police station? No. No. He just did. So he's like, he comes walking around the corner and goes, well, he's not going to be in there for much longer. And they're like, well... Uh, Listen, Stolinsky, and he's like, uh, that's I'm the sheriff. sheriff. <laughs> You're gonna call me that? And then he's like, and I'm gonna let him out. And they're like, who, who, you and what army? You're, You're an old. <laughs> You're like what, sixty? And he takes them apart, and it is a great scene. Yeah, he just like beats the crap out of them, and they're like, we have been beaten by a superior power. We now work for you again. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what is he, uh. what is going on? But my favorite moment is there's this scene where he clearly breaks this guy's leg. I mean, it was one of those moves that if you bend a human leg this way and you slam your foot down on it, bones are quite strong, but they're also fairly brittle. And when you do that with a foot in a boot, there's a cracking noise and you don't walk again. You scream a lot and you Mm. lie on the ground and go... You 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 lie on the on the couch with Stephanie Tanner for six to eight <laughs> weeks. But everyone, of course, manages to, to survive terrible injuries. In fact, uh, Mom McCall who was, was shot. shot, and like and like last time we saw her, she was in and out of consciousness in the hospital. And she's diehard all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> she's got her 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 taser, and um, she's going after people and. But she just, you know, uh, Stalinsky lets lets the deputy out, and the other deputies, injuries or no, despite what they said, their asses handed to them, and they should all at least be unconscious. Or fired. Like, they yeah. should be fired from the sheriff's department. <laughs> he's like, but anyway, it's like suddenly they're, they're just out. Now, we basically don't see them again until a dramatic moment. Yeah. Even though we now have, there should be, what, five armed men here at this point. Right. We will not see... Two of them we won't see at all. Mm-hmm. They won't show up at all. Uh, but <laughs> when they do show up, uh, they're like, they get back to the hospital. All this stuff's been going on. And you have more of Gerard's men. And it's like, oh, where were these guys earlier in this scene? I don't know. Mm-hmm. They've got guns. They're coming up. And these guys stop these armed people who are clearly bad guys, stop, and they stare in shock at 
two police deputies and a guy in civilian clothes. Ooh. They say, drop your weapons! And they're like... No? And it's a really long time. I'm, I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> but of course, at that point, at that point, um, the, the Arby's monster had been defeated. Right. And so all the fear had dissipated. But, again, you know, there's... So only the most loyal of Gerard's Gerard Gets. Gerard Depardieu's. <laughs> We're so that's a completely different villain. <laughs> and you can he can be defeated by wine and a, and a very nice plate of cheese. And cheese, yeah, yeah, good cheese, and a and a beautiful woman <laughs> and a cigarette. And you have you have you've destroyed it. Uh, <laughs> you made some some <laughs> real racist statements about French people too. It's just yeah, we, we went we went to a dark place. Uh, well. Paris was lovely, and I found the French field to be very, very nice. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah, so he's like, <laughs> Deputy Hellhound disarmed these people, and again, long pause, and nobody shoots anybody. Uh, and, and so yeah, pardon me, I'm sorry. So he basically just does his little Hellhound fire thing, and the guns get hot, and they all surrender, and it's all yeah. things. But it's like there's no sense of threat, and the only but now the dynamic scene. The two dynamic scenes here are, of course, between our um, Arby's monster Medusa guy and between and him and Scotty, and then, of course, Argent between Argent and Argent. Yeah. So the family there, this family dynamic. Right. And what's really curious about it is that in both of these situations, um, People behave in ways that are very, very contradictory between the two scenes. Mm-hmm. There's a real sense of threat in the Argent scenes that I felt anyway, between each other, between these mm-hmm. three characters. Because I kept having to look at you and say, what's that? Mm-hmm. And what's that? And what's that? With the fight scene between Monster and Scotty. I didn't really get a sense of... I mean, it felt like that big dramatic scene where you know that Scotty's going to win. Yeah. Uh, and I, Yeah, and I, and I... Like I said, I felt like there was a lot of wasted opportunity because a lot of the villains that Scotty has dispatched over the last six seasons appear. The Arby's monster takes their form. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the... Styles was possessed by a vengeance monster, so he shows up. Um... Then the ghost samurais that killed Allison showed up. Mm-hmm. The dread doctors showed up. The you know the uh, berserkers showed up. All these different villains Scotty's had to face showed up while he's fighting him blind. Right. Um, and I feel like there should have been that. I think that it would have been more poignant. It would have been a better villain battle if it had just been Allison, Allison Argent, his first love, who he was unable to save. Mm-hmm. Well, what's curious or here? or like I said earlier, if in the end, because at the end of that fight to, to, to defeat the, the Arby's monster, Scotty rips out his own eyes. Mm-hmm. That was pretty gross. It was kind of cool. Then he fights him, defeats him. Actually, he doesn't even defeat him. Right. Styles defeats him. Right. And apparently, this is a MacGuffin that they. Oh used my before. gosh! The Mountain Ash. This is a this is a a, a vial of Handwavium. Ma- mountain Ash. Supernatural creatures cannot. Pass a border of Mount Ash. And where does Mountain Ash come from? Mountain Ash is a tree. Okay. And so you take the tree, the Mountain Ash tree, mm-hmm. and you burn it 
into ashes, mm -hmm. and then you've got mountain ash ash. And the mountain ash ash, which they just call mountain ash. Right. And when Gerard says that it's mountain ash, which he's done more than one time and did this episode. Yes. Um, when you take mountain ash and you spread it around a place, supernatural creatures can't get into it. Okay. And so, how they defeat the Arby's monster is Styles takes a big old bucket of it and just pours it on the floor, covers the Arby's monster's feet, and he's toast. He's just dead. He's dead. That's the end of that. Mountain Ash. <laughs> well, and I was really confused actually by the whole. Um. The whole deal with the Arby's monster. Because he's supposed to be able to be playing on your fears. Right. And using these fears to control you and defeat you. And yet, every time we saw him interact with a character before he turned them to stone. Because he turns up most of the cast to stone. Yeah. Um, the things that he's ta doing are not fears. Like, they're not... They're manipulations. Petty right. manipulations, usually using a left one. Right, and so it's in stuff... Look at me. It's like, well, let's see. I know I'm being manipulated. Mm. I know that you are, in fact, the Arby's monster. And I know that looking at you will result in my being turned into a statue. And yet, This is exactly how Derek Hale gets turned into a exactly. statue. Exactly. And yet, I will, in fact, look at you. Look at you. Because I, I, the script says I look at you. Because yeah. <laughs> none of this makes the slightest bit of sense. Um, and... But it's that, that stuff's actually not as important as the fight scenes, or as, yeah. as the big the big con uh, conflicts. Now, when you have the the Argent family, um, Kate is it Kate is the sister. So right. Gerard's the father. Mm -hmm. um, Argent, whose name whose first name I can't remember. Argent, 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 and Kate are his children. Kate went crazy, went hunter crazy, and decided to uh, the every. Supernatural creature needed to be killed. Mm -hmm. um, in her battle to kill every supernatural creature, she killed. She's the one who killed all the Hale werewolves. Right. But then she herself becomes a, a were creature, a mm -hmm. were jaguar. Right. Uh, and she's a villain in another season as a were jaguar. Meanwhile, Argent, hero Argent, uh, through the help of Allison Argent, changes his ways and says, "We're not going to hunt." Supernatural creatures, just because they're supernatural, we're going to protect anyone who can't defend themselves. And Gerard takes real issue with both of these transitions in his children. Mm -hmm. And he blames Scott McCall for them. And then, of course, Allison is, is killed by... And, and he doesn't like that either, although he wasn't a big fan of Allison in the first place. Um, and I really thought it was a very well-done scene where he's like, Scotty McCall destroyed our family. And Argent's like... Your family is right here. And uh, and then Kate eats him. Because Argent's... Villain Argent, Gerard's plan here, was to shoot... Have Scotty get shot with this yellow... Yellow, yellow wolf spade? Yellow wolf spade. Yellow wolf spade, which, which is apparently going to be strong enough to kill an alpha. Yes. And this actually happens, by the way, which is immediately solved... Uh, Tara Kale just says, oh, it's burned out. <laughs> And somehow pulls out a... I don't generally remember those those little uh, blowtorches being yeah. in my high school 
uh, at all. But he basically uses that to, to cauterize the wound, and it's like, okay, uh, thread over. But Gerard's like, I've made sure that he will die! And and his son's like, uh, no, actually, we took care yeah. of that already, it's, it's fine. And he got the plan. We're gonna defeat the. We're gonna defeat the monster. Yeah, we're we're gonna take care of all your stuff. Took it. It was super easy. You're bad at this. <laughs> For as much as much trouble as you've caused the last couple of weeks, you're super bad at this, in Dad. Fact, Dad, you had a lot of build up, and you just kind of blew it in the end. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, you could actually. Your plan is actually the worst part of this episode, and I'm afraid we're gonna have to kill you now because yeah. you know you've let us down, and because he's already shot his daughter. Right. He shot her with with. Uh, Yellow Wolf Spain too, but it didn't do anything to her either. Well, she's not an alpha, and so clearly, no, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, There's, whatever. But so, you know, our Argent looks at his dad and he's like, your family's here, and we're ashamed of you. And he turns and walks away, and I half expected Gerard to try and shoot him. Yeah. I mean, to try, I mean, to, 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 to actually shoot him, and he's like, bulletproof vest or something. He's yeah. like, what do you think, I'm stupid? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But then his daughter's like, Dad, I feel at this time, I don't want to talk to you anymore. So I'm going to have to eat your head. Yeah. And they're screaming and things. And Argent walks away, leaving his insane evil sister behind to eat their insane evil father. And having no qualms about either of those things happening. No. Uh, he's just going to look at it. Yeah, one of those people going to survive that experience? Who knows? Who knows? It's just, we'll just never think about that again. Because pretty sure that Argent, uh, uh, Gerard is not going to make it through. Okay? No. And if he kills Kate, well, yeah. bonus. So, let's see. Oh, um, Styles comes back. Yeah. Well, you know. He doesn't do a lot, except for show up with Mountain Ash. Mountain Ash! There's a strange little comedy moment that feels very odd where he tries to explain how, how... he rescued Derek, yeah. And this is another one of those do not stare directly at anything they say plot moments because none of what he actually says or what the underlying truth of what he actually says makes the slightest bit of sense in terms of as the intern talked the FBI going in his way and going on to a highly dangerous FBI mission. But it was a cute little funny moment and it was like, ha ha, and then that was the comedy for the entire episode. Everything else, right. I used it up right there. Everything else was, was fairly uh, fairly dark and grimish, I guess. I was expecting, well, no, there was the whole guard who wanders way too close yeah. to Jackson uh, and gets the tail, which we did not see at any other point in his appearances in this show this season. Well, when he was the Kanama, he had a tail. Yeah, but that tail, whole tail thing would have come in useful at other points in his... It's true. It's true. In his captivity, and uh, it wasn't used. No. For... Reasons. Reasons. So, um, okay, this is your favorite show. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, because Scotty gets his eyes back through the power yeah. of love. Or, you know, a really intense hookup. Because, yeah, it was like he basically had an eye erection at this yeah. point. It's because, of course... An eye erection? Ah! Uh, Timothy! Oh, dear. Okay. That's not right. <laughs> because there's the whole, you know, if you don't regenerate now, somehow your eyes are never going to come back. And he's like, I can't. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't concentrate enough to regenerate my eyes. And everyone's like, you have to do it. And he's like, I can't do it. 
And then, of course... Lydia tells Maria to kiss him. Kiss him. Kiss him with your whole face. Kiss him with your whole face and your mouth. And she, and she does it. Yeah. With it, no chemistry whatsoever. And it it's works. like, okay. It works because I'll emotions. I'll kiss him. I'll kiss him with my face. And the power of love. So anyway. Dun, 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 then they all dun, become, they dun. all essentially become superheroes. Monroe becomes a super villain. Because she escapes. She, she manages to turn tail and run after having a... You know, calling in. In fact, it's another diehard moment. Yeah. Where it's she's on the radio going, you know, answer me, someone, someone say something, and Leanne picks it up and goes, "You've lost." Yeah. And she's no, like, it's here. And she runs away. In fact, we see more fallen guards around the hospital in her uh, run or, run or the high school in her run through scene than we saw the rest of the episode. Like, where were these guys? <laughs> yeah. So. And every- so, yeah. So they become superheroes at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I think that if we use the the shows like I've listed that were, I think, the best genre series finales. Right. It's nowhere near any of those. Right. Nowhere near them. But, on the other hand, it is not How I Met Your Mother. Oh, well. <laughs> which... Nothing is. Destroyed the goodwill of the entire audience with their season finale, or their series finale. Yeah, there's a whole lot there that wasn't, wasn't right. what anybody really wanted. Yeah. Because you, you could have actually gotten to the <coughs> point, that you could have gotten to the ending of How I Met Your Mother. There uh-huh. were ways to do it. You could have ended up in the exact final seconds of that show. But Which they shot in season two. Yeah. Because if they had waited any longer, those kids were going to be too old to shoot it. Right. And then since they already had shot it, they decided to use it, which was like, ugh, but whatever. Yeah, you could have, but there were ways you could have gotten to that that didn't involve the last couple episodes of the show turning into a bait and switch. Yeah. Um, and something that would actually upset your audience. Nobody got bait and switched. He, bait, switched. There was no bait and switch here with the exception of the fact that we were expecting a much bigger turnout. Yeah. And... and I, mean, I was expecting something bigger. I was mm-hmm. expecting lives to be lost. I was expecting pathos. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any of that, unfortunately. But I didn't get... I wasn't completely, you know, like, oh, okay, all right, whatever. Well, they did basically sit there. I mean, it was an And the Adventure Continues episode. It wasn't a... The show's just not going to be on anymore. Yeah. The story goes on. Mm -hmm. And now we added this total stranger kid for reasons. Well, I mean, he was just a plot device, so it doesn't matter. He doesn't. He he was a glorified day player. He didn't even get scale. <laughs> and I say that because, like, now if I'm flipping through the channels and I see an episode of How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. I might stop for a minute, but I don't watch that show. Right. I don't. I can't even watch other episodes of that show. If I were flipping through the channels and I caught an episode of Teen Wolf on, mm-hmm. I'd stop and watch. Okay. Or I feel like I would tonight. You right. know, this didn't destroy my my love for the show the way that the sure. the last couple of episodes of How I Met Your Mother did. Well, and you know, I think as like I said, it's coming in to this show for just this season mm-hmm. you know, I was entertained. I found this to be entertaining. I found that the weaknesses here are weaknesses that I've seen throughout the rest of the season. Um, I was expecting it based on the build up we've had that this would be bigger. Yeah. But at the same time, I was entertained. I don't have the emotional 
attachment to the characters just coming in in this season. Uh-huh. And it didn't bother me, you know, Scotty and Malia in the way that it would bother somebody who'd watched the show for a while and saw that they didn't have. All I know is that the first half of the season, they was like, this came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But these characters have been around for each other, uh, in, 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 around each other all this time. And so I could definitely understand how it would be even more of a what the hell is this because, mm-hmm. you know, season after season after season and then, oh, by the way, we're in love. Right. Well, and really honestly, like, as I was watching it, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of, I can kind of be okay with it. I'm not, I can't get behind it, but I can be okay with it because really the female lead of the show is Lydia. Mm-hmm. Like, Scotty and Lydia, Scotty, you know, for, for all this time, Scott's the lead, but the female lead of the show has been Lydia since, like, season three. Mm-hmm. So, even when Allison was there, Lydia was more important. Right. Because she's got abilities and whatnot. Anyway, that's enough of that for me, I guess. <laughs> Well, thank you, folks. We hope you've enjoyed us well our little stretch of the exciting adventures of the Wolves that are teens. And um, friends and, and family. Yes. And uh, for those of you who are fans of the show, um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us talk about the end of the show. Right. Um, we will be back with more Fear the Walking Dead. You didn't cry. You can wait till I leave, aren't you? Yeah. You might have some ice cream. Sit in the dark and weep silently. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's been a long time. It's been six years with these characters. That's that's right. a while. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I was entertained. Again, uh, this is a show that I feel that you cannot stare directly at the plot. Yeah. But you can be entertained by it. And clearly, it's had a, it has a fairly sizable fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people love the show. Oh, yeah. And so next week, we recap the four episodes of Fear the Walking Dead we've been ignoring, right? Right. Yeah, so we'll be back with Fear the Walking Dead and back into the wonderful worlds of Madison company and uh their i don't know zombie soap opera yeah uh we'll be back with more of that and of course uh october 22nd the regular the walking dead comes back and there will be things and stuff and things and stuff and and violence of a kind because of course all our war starting yeah pretty much so lots of cool stuff coming up ahead so we hope you will join us for that thanks again for listening guys we'll be back next week with more of zompocalypse now here on Sci-Fi For Me and Sci-Fi For Me Radio. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>